When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. March 2nd, 2021. Celebrating women. Being angry about things people do in the theater. Two robbers with the same name. King Kong, and The Sound of Music. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily podcast. Or, it might be part of a double-blind study conducted by the CIA, effectively an extension of old mind control studies like MKUltra. If you don't like it, please continue to listen anyway, so that our data gathering is not compromised. Hi. And good day. It's a great day. March 2. What year is it? 2021. You did it. I did. Nicely done. I was concerned about that. I'm pretty much done now. That's showmanship. You leave on a high note. I'm good. George Costanza it Mm -hmm. all the way out. Hey, it's March. It is March. It's also a little month that we like to call Women's History Month. I don't know what y'all call it, but uh, that's what we call it's it. It's in our house, so yeah, we call it Women's we, History Month. Okay. We established this in 1987, Okay, making sure that each year since uh, there is a designated theme. Uh-huh. Did you, were you aware, being fully honest, were you aware before I told you that there is a theme? I did not know that. I also did not know until very recently that when the new liturgical year clicks off the calendar, that I I suppose it's customary for the Pope to choose a thing for the year for Women's Month. No, no. I know. Back I was from just that. being. Oh, okay. I, I yeah, thought you're. I knew. You're being no. deliberately obtuse. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, so this is the year. by obtuse you mean freaking hilarious. <laughs> then yes. Here we go. Uh, this is liturgically the year uh, devoted to St. Joseph. Oh, that's right. We uh, substituted out the Marian Antiphon for a a St. Joseph street rap. To be fair, it wasn't the, the Antiphon. did break dancing. Okay. Yeah, that was entertaining. It's a lot harder than you'd think when you're wearing the vestments. But the vestments like provide a little extra slip and slide for you. Some moves, though, yeah. very challenging. Uh, we usually sing a Marian hymn at the end of Mass, but yesterday, not sorry, well, Sunday, we sang a St. Joseph hymn. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I've gotten off track here. I yeah, did yeah. not know that Women's History Month usually comes with a theme is the ultimate. Well, plainly, the Pope didn't way. either. Yes. And the theme for this year is, about, well, and I want to back up just quickly and say evidently a lot of people struggle with this because I had to look through multiple websites to get a couple to agree on what the damn theme was. Like there's not an organizing committee? Well, there's supposed to be. There's not a steering committee? I could make all kinds of of ugly commentary in jest that someone would take wrong, so I won't say anything about it. Please don't. Have you ever sat on a steering committee? I I thought you were going to say steering wheel, and I was like, (laughs) well, now that you mention it, I have. I one time drove a track tractor backwards with my ass but that's that a different a thing fact? it is that is another story for another day maybe an off-camera story perhaps I don't know. we'll reenact it later all right um the theme for this year 
I believe, for the two sources I could find that agreed, it is valiant women of the vote refusing to be silenced. And this is a continuation of the celebration of the suffrage centennial. Okay, yes, here we are. So, that. Now, if you will go to womenshistorymonth.org, you can, of course, read, because that's what most websites are about, um, but... You can look at an exhibition that yeah. they've made available there. Yes. Um, you can see all of the events, all of the resources, all of the stuff and things about this month. If you want some material to learn something or guide you through it or even help you teach someone else about it because there are a, a, an abundant number of resources for teachers. Okay. Uh, but you've got a, a virtual film festival. You've got book talks. You've got biographies. It's just... Truly endless. I thought you were, I actually thought you were going to say there's a shit ton of resources. Well, it's close. <laughs> it's close. There's but then that, maybe you thought that's not appropriate for teachers. I was trying to bring in our, our brethren from abroad because shit ton is a U.S. measurement. I don't know how that converts <laughs> to metric. Okay. So, yes. All right. Now, elsewhere in the world. Yeah. Elsewhere in, in, the time and life of just today. Okay. It is Texas Independence Day. Yeah, it is. Of course, them uh, declaring it and winning it from Mexico. Do you know how long... The oppressors of Mexico. They weren't oppressors. Well, they might have been. Do you know how long Texas was a republic, an independent nation? The years, do you know how long? Years? Oh, I was going to say like 12 minutes, but I don't know. 1836 don't know. to 1845. Okay. If why... you were a native Texan, maybe you'd know that. Well... Maybe. One of us here is. Maybe if, never mind. I I'm, don't know what to say. I'm feeling my Texas pride in We're this gonna moment. We're going to fight on this episode. Hey, maybe so. Top Off the top of your head, three things you love about Texas. Texas <laughs> women, as Hank Williams Jr. would damn it let you know. Oh, yes. Um, I like to consider myself one. Really good, like, Tex-Mex, where, mm. where Texas, Tex... God, the portion is lowercase and Mex is capitalized because yes. you're leaning just a little bit closer to oh, authentic. Oh, yes. Um, for all parts that we lived in, the weather was a delight. A delight. Especially San Marcos. The laid back vibe as well that was there. We appreciated the nearness to South Austin without being fully in the weirdity of it. We got the benefit of some of the cool things they offered without having to have uh, to be involved in the hippie fights that go on, which is a terrible thing they do to the hippies. <laughs> the hippie fight. <laughs> when we moved to San Marcos, before that, we'd lived in Fort Worth for four years. And I was actually really sad, really sad to leave Fort Worth. I yeah. loved living in Fort Worth. But when I would tell my fellow colleagues I was teaching at the time that we were moving to San Marcos, every one of them, every one of them would be like, you will love the hill country. You mm -hmm. love it. And you know what? I love the Texas Hill Country. That's one thing I love about Texas. Yes. I also love West Texas, not the geographical West Texas, the town of West. Yes. On I-35. Kalachi Delight. Kalachi capital of the world. You can stop and get a box of Kalachis to go. Fresh made. Freshly made. Some of them still hot enough to burn the skin off the roof of your oh, mouth. Those were the best. When you and I, we lived apart from each other for a while, months. A handful of months. Yep. In that transition. Meg left me for a brief time. She found herself interested in a postal carrier. Nope. And technically, you were the one that left me. I stayed in Fort Worth. You, you moved kicked to me Sanarchus. out. I, I literally just put some geography between us out of pride. Um, in that time, we would... Burn. Thanks for coming back. I'm just... I'm going to let it... I'm going to let it go because I want to make my point. Uh, we burned up I-35 between mm -hmm. well, North and San Marcos. I did. Driving back, I did the boombox held above my head, playing the anthem of love. You called the comps repeatedly. That was when George Strait's song, uh, Run, yep. came out. I felt like it was a, a ballad meant just for us. Just I sang it like I was running back to you. You sang it like, <laughs> would you please run away? <laughs> it was an aggressive time. It was not that aggressive. Um, <laughs> but It did I result do, in the conception of our first child. It did, yes. George Strait's another thing I love about Texas. Mm -hmm. I love that myself and our daughters were born there. Also, I love... Uh, H-E-B. Mm -hmm. I love Herbert's 
Wait, are you not going to say and tell the people what H-E-B is? Not everyone knows what H-E-B is. It's only in Texas. Okay, it's a grocery store chain. Now, is everybody really excited? It's thinking about throwing panties at the camera or will, at your phone or I whatever? I will throw my undergarments wherever is needed. Okay. To experience it's a great the magicalness of H-E-B. It is a great grocery store. When we store. lived in San Marcos, the original originator, yeah, the founder The of, H-E-B family. Yes, Howard E. Butts was from San Marcos. San Marcos is a small university town. I mean, the actual population is not that big. But is it 20,000 people plus 20,000 students? That's a good Roughly estimate. at the time? Yes. Yeah. But even in that small town, we had two H-E-Bs. Mm -hmm. I love an H-E-B. And there was the, the H-E-B mansion. There was, yes. We drove by it a few times when we thought we had enough money to buy a house, but we didn't. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. We did not have a lot of money when we lived in Texas, yeah. but even still some of the best years of our lives. We could still afford H-E-B. That's right. We Thank could. you, Herbert. So happy Texas Independence yeah. Day to Texans everywhere, whether you are there or abroad. I raise, I wish I had a Lone Star. I raise it to you. Yeah, I hate Lone Star. That's a skunky beer. It's a delightful beer. I, I am drinking it. Topo Chico, which is Mexican water, so... Theoretically, though Coca-Cola owns it now, it's mm -hmm. probably straight out of Lake Overholster. They had to just <laughs> push the dead bodies aside and glug, 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 fill up the thing. That's our local murder lake. Yes. Okay. Everybody's got one. Yes. Um, it's also Dr. Seuss Day, but not so fast. Now, 2015, it's not that long ago, former First Lady Michelle Obama, she welcomed the cat in the hat, into the White House. But current day, Dr. Seuss is increasingly unwelcome mm -mm. in public schools, especially those in the nation's capital. Dr. Seuss has become yet another target of today's religion of cancel culture. I hate this. I don't even fully know what it's about, but I will tell you that Nico's school, apparently we didn't get the memo here in the Midwest well, because- we're a bunch of uh, deplorables here. Uh, at Nico School this week, they are celebrating Dr. Seuss all week, as early childhood and elementaries are prone to do. So today he wore red and blue for uh, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish nice. day. And he was so pleased by it, he crapped his pants straight up out the back. <laughs> at school, he at did that. At school, yeah. So they're doing special things all week. Um, I don't know why... Dr. Seuss has been canceled, but I'm going to have to do some side googing on it because well, I feel really resistant around this. Maybe instead of looking up somebody else's horseshit justification, you should just rail against it and say, no, there will be no cancel. Hey, that's a good idea. And put a pin in it. We'll circle back when we get to lifestyle. Okay. Um, so ultimately, if you do want to celebrate this holiday, you come into it knowing what you're doing. I guess. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not just going to slide by. Mm -hmm. It is National Banana Cream Pie Day, which requires no explanation, but does require participation. How Number one, how do you feel about bananas? I'm not a big banana fan, but I can tolerate it in a cream pie. Okay. Bananas are very polarizing. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. There are people who literally retch at the idea of eating a banana. Yeah. Well, if you don't know how to bite and you just ram it in your mouth, you'll, <laughs> you'll gag on it. I know that. Not from personal experience, but I've seen it happen. Or somebody told me about it. <laughs> I, I like bananas. I'm a little like, meh. I'm a little meh on the banana cream pie. You know what I hate? Please tell me. Tell me everything. I think it was... <laughs> we, we don't have that much time. We need. We don't. We're going to run out of tape on the recording. Okay. We still use tape because we're like that. We are analog um, only. I think it's two summers ago. Um, I think it was two summers ago. We had the summer of rum. Yeah, we did. And as oh. part of that foray, we got banana flavored rum. That was a mistake. It was. That yeah, was a mistake. Not don't. Don't do it. Just don't. Don't well, do We it. tried it so you don't have to. Yeah. It's like a Bacardi flavored one, right? I, probably Bacardi. They, they've basically poked everything they can into a rum bottle. And that's as, that's as gross as it sounds, okay? Now, I like their coconut rum. Mm. In measured doses with like some lime juice. Yeah, my recommendation would be if you want coconut flavoring, go get yourself either coconut milk or coconut water. Get real product yeah and put it in there okay. into just a straight rum don't don't trust them with their lab engineered that's fruits. what it is 
They're, the banana rum tastes like if you took a banana Laffy Taffy and you put it in the rum. And you ate it and then vomited it into the vat of rum and <laughs> bottled it. That's what it, that's what it tastes like. Okay. It's gross. What's another thing about today? Well, it is National Old Stuff Day. Okay. Now, you chuckled when I brought this up earlier and I didn't bother to ask by all means what, what caused I, the chuckle. I chuckled because I'm feeling my own old stuff. Okay. Yesterday I sat in our dining room chair. We had some friends over. I, we sat and visited and our dining room chairs are not great. And today I am feeling it. Like I'm yeah. so old that sitting in one chair for an extended amount of time, I feel the pain the next day. So when yeah. you said old stuff today for today, I was like, good Lord, I'm feeling the old stuff. Well, it, it fits. Now, unfortunately they named it old stuff day. And if you really want to get into the curmudgeon mood of oldness, yeah. it needs to be old shit day. <laughs> okay. You got to lean in. It is a day for breaking out of old routines or trying something new. Yeah, okay. Some suggestions you might take an old item and repurpose it for something else. Like you could take your old Commodore 64, you could dig out the guts of it and turn it into a planter. You could take a CD player, take out the laser and burn the house down with it. <laughs> There's just, it's truly endless what you might be able to do. Yes. Um, you could... Do something as simple as, as working to view things from a new perspective. Okay, I like that. You could... I like this one. And this is actually something without their encouragement that I do on more than just this holiday. Mm -hmm. I like to approach a deep dive into a topic often by throwing out whatever it is I think I know and relearning it. In fact, assuming what I think I know is wrong and trying to approach it from that perspective. Um, yeah. Now... Since, honestly, if we're being honest, and we try to be honest here, um, I'm usually right. That means I end up readopting the old perspective, but it's okay, because I've effectively argued with me where you would fail to, and I've proven you via me incorrect. Okay. So it all works out. You weren't offended, I'm still right, and everything's good. All right. One notable exception was <laughs> when you decided to figure out what you thought you knew about Catholicism. And then we converted. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So your mind can be changed. Sure. Absolutely it can. And I think that's, as we've discussed things... That's one of the grand misconceptions of the boxes that you try to place me into. It's not that my mind can't be changed. I desperately want you to change my mind if you have the receipts, the proof to show me... Look, this, this thing over here is actually true. And that's why I want the receipts. Because I know... My mind can't be changed without some facts, but damn it, man, if I'm wrong, I desperately want someone to correct me so that I'm not a proselyte of idiocy. Ooh, nice. I like it. Let's put on a t-shirt. As I often tell our children, and I say this often, if you're going to argue with dad, you got to come correct. That's all you need to know. I think that's a good rule of thumb for any argument, whether it's with me, your teacher, yeah. Students, um, your your coworkers. Mm -hmm. There's no body slam quite as effective as the one that comes with all the all the receipts. All right. Well, hey, guess what? March second. If it's your birthday today, not only do you share it with the Republic of Texas, woohoo! You also share it with British singer Dusty Springfield. I did not know until this moment today. I learned that Dusty Springfield was British. Yep, yep. She being one of the influences, one of the main voices that led the music phenomenon of the 1960s known as the British Invasion. Yes, it had nothing to do with weapons of war. No, and in fact, it was an invasion by the Brits that we here in the United States welcomed with open arms. We did. We liked the music, and quite honestly, they were a little bit more open to smoking the weed than we were. Probably so. Now, you may know Dusty Springfield from her iconic song, Son of a Preacher Man. We just listened to this the other day. Mm -hmm. That song holds up. It is, it's one of your anthems, I feel like, even though That's a weird thing to I'm say. not the son of a preacher man. <laughs> yep. It's a little concerning to me. I've never dated nor even really known a son of a preacher man. Except for that time when I moved ahead of you to San Marcos and you stayed behind dating uh -huh. the postal man that was the son of a preacher man. <laughs> Do you think that people that are listening, the Awesome Today fam, did they think, do you think they have a good way to sift through the things that you say that are true and it's untrue? doubtful. Okay, great. Um, good. Which probably, what it really only lends to is more distrust of me. 
Okay. So in the moments that I'm serious, I'm I'm. Less, They're like, oh, that Kyle, he's yeah. a joker. Yeah, which is why now twice we've had uh, in the main hangout group somebody that wanted to try to call me out on things instead of approaching respectfully. But Oh, because they thought you were kidding? Well, no, they thought I'm just a completely untrustworthy source of oh, you trash. Oh, because you Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They don't. They don't. They don't keep up with the change of pace. You gotta. You gotta be tuned in. Uh, or they don't listen to the whole episode. Or you gotta come correct and bring all your receipts. Yeah, it's it's both hand for all the things. Okay, here we go. Seventeen eighty nine, Pennsylvania. Yes. Leading leading the nation in trends. Yes. I made that part up. Okay. Um, they ended prohibition of theatrical performances. Did you know this was a thing? Um, I'm not, I did not know it was a thing. I'm not wholly surprised. I feel like, wasn't Pennsylvania the way it was founded by Quakers? Uh, it William maybe. William Quaker? It's possible. Okay. He wasn't a Mormon. I'm no. pretty sure of that. I feel like he was a Quaker, and I feel like in this era of history, the Quakers were pretty straight-laced. Yeah. Yeah, but this is even, I mean, this is, this is while we're still under the thumb of the violent British rule. In 1789? No. No, 1700, I, I was looking ahead. Oh, okay. When things were, uh, yeah. as it turned, the original okay. laws passed that, that were like, no more theater. All right, here it was we 1700, go. 1700, 1706, 1713. Okay, gotcha. Grouping came through. Mm. Um, now, interestingly at the time, groups were not attempting to build theaters, nor were any groups really significantly seeking to perform plays. Mm -hmm. So... As you dig deeper, yeah. which for me was just reading the next sentence of the source that I was checking into. Yes. It's not like I really put on the work gloves and went after it here. Yeah. Um, now, what, what the deal was, was that the theater buildings themselves, whatever, the theater's guild, I don't know. I made that part up too, though it is a thing, that they were associated... Right. Dun, dun, dun. With other vices, yes. like playing cards and drinking. And if you've ever been a conservative Protestant, you know that both of those two things are completely unacceptable when you're around other members of the same church. <laughs> That's true. So, at this, at this point in time in the episode, we're going to pause, give everyone the opportunity to aggressively clutch at all of the pearls. Because of this affiliation with playing cards and drinking. Man, I was wearing my pearl hoop earrings earlier. I took them off to shower. I regrettably didn't even put any earrings back in, and I hate that. But especially, I don't even have any pearls to grab right now. That's a shame. Well, you have, uh, now those are little diamonds on your necklace, not pearls. Oh, so, yep, I miss this royally. What we like to call in the biz, SOL. Okay, it is in the biz. All right, everybody, I'm going to need you to lightly buckle up. Like, you don't have to, like, do this. It's a soft buckle. It's a soft buckle. because You're just doing the chest harness, not the waist belt, right? <laughs> that seems so dangerous. Yes, yeah, it is. It no, is. I would think you should just do the lap belt. Don't do the shoulder buckle. Well, the, I, I don't, I mean, we can go into that another time in terms of which might be safer. But. I'm, like, 100% sure it's the lap belt. Do you want to live with brain damage or, or... Live with a broken collar. I want to be restrained by my car seat. Okay, well, buckle. but you're trying to pick. Never mind. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, uh, we need to talk about 1917 because this is the Jones Act. Yeah. Now, I, I'm familiar with it. You know this one. For a lot of reasons. Really well. For a lot of reasons. If you don't, if you're an American citizen and global citizens, you may want to just like lightly buckle up for sure. Because this doesn't directly apply, but it might answer some questions. But if you're a U.S. citizen, you really need to understand this. It's, a, it's a thing. 1917, Jones Act. U.S. citizenship is granted to Puerto Ricans. Awesome. Should have should have happened. Yes. The It further created the Senate of Puerto Rico. It established a Bill of Rights and authorized the election of a residential commissioner, which previously had just been simply an appointed office yeah. from the presidential uh, sitting the president. Now, yeah, in like in the same moment that we're like, oh yay, look what we did. Let's recognize we did that because we'd been we'd been being a holes and just ruling yes. from afar. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, we've helped these people. No, we just finally gave them back some freedom and said, yeah, I guess for all that we're doing, we might as well call you citizens too. Do you know when Puerto Rico became a U.S. territory? <sighs> 
I don't. I'm not. No, I don't. Off the top of my head, I don't. Okay. Well, I'm sure there was some time. There was some decades where, again, yes, we there was a lot of bad treatment, and there would be Puerto Ricans today that would say, "Hey, it's a continued history of bad treatment." Indeed. Indeed. And I'm neither of us are disagreeing with that. That's right. So, if you are in any way familiar with the world of financial investing, and I am, it happens to be Kyle's literal day job. You might also be aware that this legislation, the Jones Act, impacted municipal debt Mm -hmm. issued by the island and making interest payments from that said debt exempt from local, state, and federal taxes. It's a triple deal. That's right. Triple tax exempt. Yes. Triple tax exempt. It's a hot thing. So if, if you as a citizen of anywhere in the U.S. is where this would really apply were to purchase a Puerto Rico bond, then the interest Payments that you received over time would be exempt of all tax. Any tax. No taxes whatsoever. Yeah. Now, that was something, unfortunately, that later major financial institutions would exploit. Mm, And not in a small way. And that is, unfortunately, a whole other story. Yes. Now, another interesting and not in a good way, an oddity of the Jones Act is how it impacts the transport of goods. As I read... And I could be I could be mistaken here. I'm not drawing a line in the proverbial sands of Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. I really think this portion is what the heart of the Jones Act was about. Oh, and these other these other things were like just also ads. Okay. The pork. Okay. Well, the Jones Act specified that for a ship to transport goods and make consecutive stops at US ports, it must be US made, US owned, and US crewed. So if a ship that not meeting those standards had goods that could go to multiple U.S. ports, it didn't work. Right. The non-qualified ship would have to unload. Then the goods either sent, that had to be sent over land. Right, like to their semi-tractors final, and yeah, blah, blah, blah. To their final destination or reloaded onto a ship that is qualified. So if a European ship has goods that will ultimately go to the U.S. mainland and Puerto Rico, what would happen there? I'm not understanding exactly. So, I believe so. So let's assume whether it's Europe, China, wherever, because yeah. we import a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it stops first on the the northern edge of the eastern seaboard. Okay, the U.S. seaboard. Okay. The U.S. seaboard mm-hmm. to drop things off, but it literally has you know multiple stops down the eastern coast, and would then go on to Puerto Rico or any other U.S. territory or, or things like that. That it could not make consecutive stops at U.S. things. It would literally have to redirect, go somewhere else to stop and then come back. And this is true of passengers as well, but that wasn't under the Jones Act. That was a different act. Wow. Which makes the whole cruise industry an interesting mess as well. Yeah. And so, wherever it is that they land, let's say that trying to be efficient, they landed in the middle of the Eastern seaboard right. and they would effectively have to offload the entirety of their, their goods that were for us import. And then and one of the complaints is, well, it crowds our roads with semi traffic, mm-hmm. getting stuff around that could have much more easily just been down to the next port, down to the next, but it is problematic, especially for places that aren't connected to the continental United States. So something that needs to go to Puerto Rico that came from Europe or wherever else, it literally has to be offloaded and then loaded back onto a ship. You've how many people employed for all of this labor, who knows before it can get down there. And it makes things excessively expensive. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is, frankly, seems stupid. Mm-hmm. Who does this benefit? It benefits the U.S. proper in terms of jobs. Oh, my Which is gosh. a whole thing. We, we touched on this a little bit as we talked about the energy yeah, industry yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of that. And, yeah. and I just lightly touched from the perspective that any technology, any anything that goes on, any industry that's considered here in the U.S., a very big consideration, two very big considerations even, that come into play. One is national defense and two is jobs. Yeah. And national defense is another player, theoretically at least, in the Jones Act. Mm. Well... That was passed on this day in 1917. It feels like it's one of those sort of like, well, that's awesome. Yeah. Hashtag sarcasm situations. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was wonderful from the perspective that it did grant citizenship, that it did well, hand yes. back some of the governmental powers that should have been. Yeah. Puerto Rico's, they, they did get that back. Um, okay. It's a thing. It's a thing. Okay. Well, you've got a whole. I have a. Story. I have another thing. Yeah, this one's story. again mildly seatbelt worthy. Whichever seatbelt you were wearing, swap over to the other one. Okay. Nineteen twenty-one. Okay. Yeah. William Dalton robbed a bank. Now, if you're a regular listener, or if you are Meg, who's looking at me right now, you are not just a regular listener, but a regular participant even in the show. You might be thinking, <laughs> "Yeah, no shit." Uh, we recently talked about. William Dalton and yeah. the Dalton Doolin gang, That's the wild right. bunch, the Doolin Dalton gang, all the things, all the crazy names of the people and what went down. Mm-hmm. Now, in addition to that, if you have a knack for remembering dates, which I don't ever, um, but if you do, you might be thinking, well, wait just a damn minute. William Dalton was killed in 1894. And now you're claiming you robbed a bank in 1921. I wasn't thinking that, but now I am thinking, wait just yeah. a damn minute. Wait just a damn no minute. Damn well, no. Plainly, I've buried the lead, kind of. Um, that The real story here is that resurrection is a far greater feat than robbing banks. Yes. That would be true. Yes. And you're right. And you're wrong, because, of course, that's true. Resurrection's a bigger accomplishment. Yes. Um, To my knowledge, there's only one claiming that that we have some point of verification for, and that was a few thousand years ago. Uh Um, Now I've lost my place in the notes. Yeah. So this 1921 robbery was actually executed by a different and unrelated William Dalton. Was he named in honor of the other bank robber? I don't know. I don't this, think so. And he was like, this is my destiny? I don't think so. Okay. He was a run-of-the-mill employee at Northern Trust Company in Chicago. He's 17 years old. Whoa! Okay. Willie, as he preferred to be called, or at least as he was called, whether he preferred it or not, <laughs> he was a junior clerk and he had regular access to a large number of Liberty Bonds. At 17 years old? His job was counting them and checking them daily. He's okay. literally led into a room where the bonds are held. And for anybody that is unfamiliar with the securities industry or only familiar with today's version of it, yeah. it wasn't that many decades ago yeah. that all securities, stocks and bonds, were paper certificate. And if you held the certificate... With your name on it, all of that, that you were the owner, there was no electronic registration of it. That's a a relatively, in the course of history, new development, the electronic clearinghouse. Mm. And you, you, just as a a helpful aside, in case you have ever watched a heist movie and somebody has asked for bearer bonds. Yes. Well, that's a unique and significant thing because with a bearer bond... There is no signature. There is no name on it. It is literally whoever is bearing it, whoever holds it in their hand, is the owner. Like a blank check. Yes, exactly. A check written to cash. Yeah. Yeah. So in any event, that's kind of what these Liberty Bonds were. Mm. And his job as an underling of no pay for a 17-year-old is just, just go count them every day. Okay. So today... 
alone with a pile of bonds sitting on the counter, mm. Willie made his move. Yeah. He swept, it's an aggressive word, he swept the pile of bonds worth $772,000. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a lot of money now, but this was 19 Right, 1920. This was a, yeah. Yeah, and that comes into play, so okay. keep that in mind. He swept them into his satchel. He exited the bank through the alley door because back in those days, you left the alley door available to yeah, everyone. Of course. Walks across the street to where? The YMCA. The good old YMCA. Don't know why that was important, but that was included. Okay. Well, as he's at the YMCA and he's looking giddily through his satchel. Yeah. Which is hilarious to me because that's another word for ball sack or testicles. Oh my gosh. Which why? there are many. There are many. I So many. Why did we have to go So here? it's funny that he was looking at his satchel in the YMCA <laughs> of all places. Lord. Okay. But he was. It's okay. No judgment, Willie. And his name's Willie. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Woo, Willie and his satchel. That's a whole. That's a whole other episode. Let me write a note to make sure we cover that one later. Um, Willie decided he wanted to see the world, uh -huh. and what a great endeavor! So he leaves. He he pulls a five hundred dollar bond out of the satchel, not a small amount back then, and goes and buys a second hand Ford. Okay. And he sat out on his journey. Yes. Or set out rather. He didn't. I guess he both sat yeah, in the Ford and set Ford out on and, his journey. Yeah. He made it only to a western suburb of Chicago before that piece of crap Ford broke down. <laughs> He's forced to spend the night in a hotel. Yes. Well, by this time, unbeknownst to him, the theft had been discovered. And guess who was put on the case? Who? The damn Pinkertons. Damn you, Pinkertons. And they placed a $26,000 reward out damn. for his arrest and the recovery of the bonds. Yeah. While Willie, unawares, he boards the next morning a train. This is how he's resuming his journey because my good friend Henry made a poor car. Or found, somebody abused it, maybe. Found on road dead. Yeah. Glance, while sitting in his train seat, glancing across at the newspaper being read by a fellow traveler, Willie saw none other than his own picture on the front page. Uh-oh. It's a pants-crapping moment right then. It is. He knew, hey... This isn't a good thing, but he'd made the decision. I'm, I might as well see how long my, my luck holds out. I already walked out of a bank with $772,000 right? in bonds. I so, literally okay. increased my net worth by a multiple of infinity. Yes. So yeah, let's just, let's just go for it. Yeah. So he makes it to Dwight, Illinois. Yeah. And as he gets off of that train, he buys a ticket for another train for the next morning, spends the night there, but in the morning... He's, he's feeling pretty raw, pretty frayed. Literally, everywhere he looks, he's imagining that person must surely be a detective. I mean, he's 17. He's barely right. older than Daisy. Right. And he's carrying more money than yes. probably more money the than entirety God, of his time. historical family had ever owned yes. together. So he grabs his satchel. Literally, not his, his man satchel, but his, his, bond, his bond satchel. Yeah, okay. There's a difference. Right. It's important yeah, to delineate there's a difference. because he could have just grabbed his other satchel, but All he grabbed right. the bonds okay. and just starts walking because sometimes that's what you do, right? Yeah. I one time knew a guy that every time he got drunk at a certain point, he just took off sprinting. Okay. All when you right. grow up in a rural area, that can be dangerous. Well, for sure. But he just started walking, wasn't sprinting. And after he'd covered about five miles getting outside of town, he's offered a ride by a fellow named James Dennis. And I think it's important to point out that you can never, ever, ever trust anybody that has two first names. Everyone knows this. Uh, yeah. Everyone knows this. Yes. Well, James or Dennis, whatever you want to call him, because it's all confusing, he drops him off at a restaurant in Hayworth, Illinois, where Willie ate lunch and... Started playing pool with some of the local fellows. Let's just play a game of pool, guys. Might as well. I got no damn car. Thanks, Henry Ford. Yep. And I'm a long ways from, I'm at least five miles plus from a train station at this point. Um, some people might say I'm, yeah, never mind. Okay. Well, Dennis, the two first name fella, he's suspicious because Dalton behaved weirdly. He's being weird. He's looking all around for yep. detectives. Making it awkward. Yep. And he'd also mentioned some things about money and mentioned about being from Chicago. Oh, no. Well, 
Dennis is having a conversation with his, his friend Paul Draper. Yeah. And he tells all about the encounter. And then later, Draper... So now we're like almost seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Later, Draper sees the newspaper headline. He puts two and two together because he, he didn't fall off the turnip truck or whatever. Mm -hmm. He goes and grabs the marshal. Yep. And the two of them then proceed to go to the diner where James Dennis, the two first named untrustworthy fella, had dropped off our friend Willie. Now, surely Willie packed up his satchel and moved on, right? You would hope. Nope. You would hope. But he's 17 and he's still there playing pool. All right. Well, eyeing the picture in the paper of young Willie, the marshal was convinced that it was not oh. the same guy. Okay. So he's like... In whatever language they used in the 1920s, screw this, I'm out of here. Yeah. Well, Draper, he wasn't as willing to let go because $26,000 is on the line. Oh, reward money. Yeah, the reward money. Okay. So Draper, oddly, his father's a constable, so he goes and gets him now. Okay. The two of them come back, they look and they agree and they they decide to arrest Willie. Like a citizen's arrest? Kind yeah, of, but you've got a constable, constable in the mix, okay. so it's like a it's like a halfsies. Yeah, halfsie. Okay. Yeah. And Willie's only request in the moment was that he might be allowed to finish his game of pool. Oh, really? To which the two of them replied, "Damn no." Damn no. Unfortunate for Willie. Yeah. So Willie goes to trial two times. Oh. Two times. Okay. Both hung juries. They ultimately couldn't decide, and this is the beauty of the 1920s that I wish we could revisit. They couldn't decide if the theft had been premeditated and therefore criminal, or if it was a case of just bad judgment. <laughs> yeah. Try to float that out as your defense yeah, for well, today. Going back to the 17-year-old kid in a room full of yeah. at least three quarters of a million dollars worth of bonds, one sympathetic juror is quoted as having said, young Dalton was bond drunk. I want to get bond drunk. I See what that's about. Well, you'd probably try to steal them. Okay. Hopefully together we could get away. We'd maybe be a little smarter than Willie. I well, if nothing else, we've learned from his example. Yeah. Well, a third trial then was set in 1922. And this is fascinating. It was postponed because Willie had a geography and history lesson to attend. And apparently, the courts at that time believed schooling to be more important than justice. Stay in school, kids. Yeah. Yep. It's a good message. They mm -hmm. actually practiced what they preached. Yeah. So two years later... The, the trial actually is held. Yes. The verdict comes back not guilty. What? Yeah. Willie was so excited by this that he jumped from his seat, first hugged and kissed his mom and his sister, then he ran to the jury box to vigorously shake the hand of each and every juror, thanking them and proclaiming to them that now he could get really serious about finishing his schooling and getting a degree. Yes. A far better ending, ultimately, than that of the other William Dalton. Well, that's for sure. Because he was dead. The other one died. Yeah. In a gunshot. Probably didn't have a degree. Um. Wait, did Willie get to keep the money? No, no. They recovered all but oh, the $500 okay. that he spent on, on that piece of on that shit Ford. Piece of shit Ford. Thanks, Henry, you jackass. <laughs> well, he had him a little adventure in his teen years. I wonder whatever happened to old Willie Dalton. As the resource that I read indicated, he quickly fell off the radar of anybody's give a shit o meter. Well, that means hopefully he just lived a regular old nice life. Yes. No, never tried to steal them bonds again. Indeed. Indeed. Or got away with it. Uh, yeah, that's also a possibility. Well, in 1933, this is apropos of our family's life. It's a big thing here. In 1933 in New York, the world premiere of the original King Kong movie. The OG Kong. We talk about Kong a lot around here. You may not, and I mean this so seriously, in under any circumstances, you may not call Kong King Kong no, in no. the presence of Mac. He will correct you immediately. He will make you feel like an idiot. It's not King Kong now. Right. Originally, 1933 it was. Yeah. But now, no. You're yeah. you're the dum-dum. So much anticipation for the upcoming... That's the end of this month, right? Yes. We'll touch on that later. In 1949, in New Milford, Connecticut, it's the home of the first installed automatic streetlights. 
automatic, you say? Yes, because previously at dusk every night, somebody had to go around and physically turn, manually turn it on. Each light. Every single light. Just walking. Repeat the same circuit at sunrise to turn them off. Now, bearing that in mind, especially if you're the person tasked with going out and turning street lamps on mm -hmm. before sunrise... I mean, sorry, before sun, uh, sun, sun, around sunset. Set, yeah. Might be dark by the time you finish your circuit. Are you, sir, afraid of the dark? Oh, damn yes. You are? At 45 years old, I'm not afraid, I'm not ashamed to admit the dark scares the hell out of me. Is that so? It does. Hmm. I, I very acutely hear noises that shouldn't be there. Yeah. Now, I'm, I can power through it. And I can act like I'm not for the sake of my children who are also all afraid of the dark. Yes, it's true. From 16 down. Yeah. But, yeah. And I can't imagine the terror of that job to get to the light, turn it on, feel that brief moment of salvation. Yeah. And then with each step closer to the next not turned on street light to feel the, the anxiety build. Yeah. To hear the noises, to wonder, is this the night? Yeah. Is this when it's finally going to happen? Yeah. What will they put on my tombstone? Okay. I was going to try to sit here and be like, you know, I'm not that afraid of the dark in our house. I am. I am deeply, deathly afraid of the dark uh, outside of our house. It, this extends far into the idea of going camping or sleeping out in a tent in your own backyard. There's no, something to like me that. about being outside of a building at night that's mortally terrifying to me, but... I was going to say, in our own home, I don't feel that afraid of the dark. But you know what? That's not true. And I'm going to yeah. tell you why I know that. Tell me why. Do you remember last fall, we had an ice storm here in Oklahoma City. We lost power. Yes. We've mentioned it a time or two. We were staying at my parents'. Halloween night, we were still in the midst of uh, ice storm um, ice storm vacation yeah. <laughs> 2020. And we had come to our neighborhood to do some trick-or-treating. We were getting ready to load up and head back to my parents' house, but we remembered at the last moment, I forgot to get Nico's ibuprofen. Yeah. He was teething, something was going on. And we pulled into the driveway and I was supposed to go in and get it. And I, at the last second, I couldn't go. I was too scared to go into our pitch black house by myself. And so I seemingly bravely went in for you. Yes. And I was terrified. Were you? I'll tell you when I'm the most terrified. Okay. So you most often go to sleep before I do. Yes. Mm -hmm. And as I'm laying in bed, now we have an old house and it makes a lot of noises. And most of those, it's like, yeah, that's just a house noise. But every once in a while, yeah, there's a very unnatural noise. Uh, well, and I should say too natural, maybe. It sounds like someone out of the blue kicking in our basement door or opening the back door that I had presumed was locked or any number of things. And then... I lay terrified in bed listening for just the next. Can I hear a footfall? Is it because it's happened before? We've had a stranger in our home before. Yeah. That hasn't helped my imagination. Right. Yet. And so I lay there and I wait and listen. I know ultimately that if I can confirm whatever it is that I've got to get up, I've got to be the one yeah. that goes down to confront whatever's there. Yeah. And that's terrifying and then that amps me up so much that it's like 4 a.m before i go to sleep and then the next day i'm tired and i'm cranky and everybody just thinks dad's a big asshole There's i was really doing it for you you ingrates good yeah i'm glad you could bring ingrates into the conversation there's a lot favorite. of ingrates in this world and in this family <laughs> there's at least six uh what what okay 1965 the premiere of the movie version of Rodgers and Hammerstein musical, The Sound of Music, starring Julie Andrews and yeah, Christopher Plummer. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. Um, I think I've even seen the play of it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the stage version. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, when I saw this come up and I saw Christopher Plummer's name. Yes. I, in that moment, I was unable to conjure an image of Christopher Plummer when he wasn't old. Okay. And I thought, holy shit, Christopher Plummer's an alien. He had no youth. Mm. He just showed up in an old man's body here. Mm. And, and we've been fooled all along through one of the most beautiful and wonderful plays and movies that's ever existed. I've been duped. And so I went on a search. It didn't take long. And I did ultimately discover 
that he did have a youth. Mm-hmm. That he there are pictures available of when he was young, and he was actually really handsome. Yeah, he was incredibly so, especially in comparison to how he looked later in life, which I'm sure is true of well, many of us, most of us, whatever. But uh, yeah, uh, hey, crisis. Averted. Christopher Plummer, and specifically his role as Captain Von Tramp. Tramp? Nope, sorry. Holy shit. Sorry, Captain... He'll get canceled for that. Captain Von Trapp recently had a big moment on TikTok. There were TikToks aplenty of women my age and younger swooning over him and his role. Hey, I swooned, and I don't even lean that way. He was a good-looking dude. Yeah, and also the singing and the smoldering. Mm -hmm. Fun fact about The Sound of Music... Christopher Plummer and Julie Andrews did not get along at all. There was a lot of tension and animosity between the two of them, but they managed to get their acts together. In fact, Christopher Plummer was so upset and angry about having to do Like, there was some contract stuff. Mm -hmm. He ended up having to do this movie against his will, basically. This this was the 60s and whatever. And he stayed drunk for most of the filming of this movie. Good for you, sir. I toast to you. So there's a lot of behind-the-scenes scandal and tea to be spilled about The Sound of Music, but it did premiere in movie form today. Yes, today. Hey, here's something that's trending. J-Lo is still Jenny from the block. She took what's known as a butt selfie. Yeah. Put it on her Instagram. You want to say Instagram's a dumpster fire. I say J-Lo... You're 51? She brought her dumpster out there and lit it on fire? She didn't even... It is on fire. It looks good. I looked at it just now. Do you think maybe it's been airbrushed a little? Let me look at it again. You looked it up. Good of for you. Of course I did. Well, that's not even the, that's not even that's the picture not the that's being talked about. What the heck? Or at well, least not the one that was in the article that I She has more than across. one butt selfie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on now. Of course she does. That's like her... Part of her signature. Hang on, hang on, hang on. If my phone could ever load anything. That's the one that's, that's the, the one? one that was in the article. Well she, she looks good. If I look like that at fifty one, I will post like that on Instagram. Okay. Well, not if I get a hold of the camera first. I appreciate this about J Lo because she and I have one thing in common and one thing only well actually two. We have the same iPhone eleven. Do you see that? Nice, yes, yes. And we both have had twins. My okay. body does not look like that after having twins, but hers does. Well, maybe I see it that way. Well, thank you very much. Very much indeed. Uh, here's another thing to know about. Another Instagram influencer, in fact. Something that's also trending. Boston-born mom, podcaster, yoga teacher, influencer, and wife of Alec Baldwin. Bless her heart. Hilaria Baldwin is back in the news. Back in the news. Just when you thought you were out, she pulled you back in. Yesterday, she posted a photo Cuddling a newborn, their sixth child, whom she gave birth to in September. Now, People Magazine trusted the hallmark of journalism that People Magazine is. Confirms the welcoming of that sixth child to them. Now, the Daily Mail, however, suggests that that baby was either adopted or born via surrogate. So it's a little controversy around this sixth child for Ilaria and... Alec Baldwin. Yes. Now, with Hilaria once again being accused of lying, another video, a video from 2019, has surfaced. In it, she addresses the United Nations. Yeah. She's identified as a wellness expert. I'm calling crap on that. Anybody can call themselves that, and she does. Well, plainly, I'm a wellness expert. Well, I think you could be. Maybe I should go to the UN. She, in that video, addresses, she speaks with a mild Spanish accent, we already know, according to other reports on her, she slips in out of that access. You can access. witness it if you so choose. Yeah. She affirms a statement made that she is half Spanish. Now, research done in 2020 revealed that several generations of her ancestors were, in fact, all U.S. born. Yeah. Residing in the New England area. So It's hard to be half Spanish if, you're, if you have no Spanish heritage. What if you have... Previous generations that are born on U.S. soil, but they are all stay in the Spanish, literally from Spain, okay. culture. Like, well, they only marry other Spaniards, but they live in the U.S. Could you still consider yourself Spanish? I Let me ask you it this way. I have, I'm at least, at least a quarter Czechoslovakian. Yeah. That Make me a kolache. portion of the family, as recent as my grandfather, yeah. 
spoke fluently yes. Czech. They mm -hmm. lived in Czech communities. They farmed together. They did all the things together. Yes. Retained culture. We, My grandfather played the accordion, a.k.a. the squeeze box, polka yeah. music, all the things. Yeah. But I don't run around drifting in and out of a Czech accent of English and claiming my that I'm half or even a quarter. I don't run around talking, oh, yeah, I'm... I'm a quarter Czech throwing the Slavic funk on things. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish you it's would. It's dishonest. Well, I do when I'm being an ass because it's disingenuous. That uh, and when you've threatened to lose interest in me as a, a love interest, I sometimes what? role play as a Czech what? accordion player. What? <laughs> I just want to revisit the part where I asked you to make me a kolache. You've not ever done that. That so. is an art, and it's yeah. not something to be it. trifled with. Okay. I need a kolache right now. It sounds yeah. so good. Yeah, we all would. Okay. What else is trending? What else is trending? Well, everybody's favorite, Justin Bieber. He had a birthday yesterday. You already know this. I was a little bit astounded to hear how old he is. I really thought he was turning 30, and that's why it was trending. Well, it's less exciting from that perspective, because I just still, I think, perpetually view him as a as an angry 17-year-old. Yep. But he's actually just turned 27. Well, happy belated to the Biebs. I think we should force him into military service. What's your favorite Justin Bieber song? Um, the one that he never sang. All right, should we do something else then? We should probably whirl a watch read. Listen, lifestyle. You're still watching American Gods? I'm still watching it. I'm getting like half an episode a night because... Because you're snoozy. Snoozy and distractions and things. Uh, as intimated earlier in this episode, this is the month so anticipated by our twin sons. March 31st, Godzilla vs. Kong released... In theaters and streaming on HBO Max. Is this a play off of Women's History Month? Which woman? Well, what is woman? Which character is woman? Is she Godzilla? Is she Kong? Is she both? Neither. This is. I could go None on a them? whole rant right now. This is the patriarchy trying to overshadow <laughs> Women's History Month. Both Godzilla and Kong, known for their violence against women. They're known for their bomb satchels. <laughs> I don't know. No, but seriously, the twins have watched so many trailers of this. I've watched them. There's a really hilarious one on YouTube. Did I ever show this to you? Nope. Somebody created a parody of the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer by using cut-ups of The Simpsons, and it was like... You Homer told me about it. You didn't show it. I'll me find it for you. I'll put it in the group. Homer Simpson vs. Um, Peter Griffin from Family Guy. It's so clever and funny. Only if you enjoy it. If you're a Simpsons fan, you'll think it's hilarious. But if you're not, then you'll be like, why am I laughing at this? What if no. you're not a Simpsons fan, but you are a Family Guy fan? It's mostly Simpsons footage. I'm just going to be okay. honest with you. Well, that seems poorly done. It's incredibly well done, and I stand in awe of it. You but anyway, would. this is the month of Godzilla vs. Kong. We will be watching that soon. Okay. Well, in terms of read, as I understand it, yeah, from the periphery, you, you broke a story before the New York Times. The New York Times recently reported on the um, magical allure of ASMR uh, aesthetic style rooms on YouTube. You scooped them. That's what I was looking for. I scooped them. I've been talking about these for literal years on Sorta Awesome. And in our home. Certainly in our home. I've, I've uh, brought many people into the fold when it comes to these things on YouTube. They've been around for a long time. New York Times comes in, tries to be like, look at what people are doing. And I just want to say, tune into Sorta Awesome. Yeah. We'll keep you ahead of the game. Yeah. You could have reported on this an eternity ago. Mm -hmm. Good job, New York Times. Maybe you should go find another political figure to try to assassinate. Not literally, though. Well, through the media. Okay. What should we listen to? Well, all the listens are from you, so I, know. I will defer. <laughs> Over the weekend, we were in the kitchen a lot. I made Kyle listen to a lot of 90s country playlists on Spotify. Did you I, love it or hate it? I did not fight it. At, at greatest protest, I might have said, stop, okay, keep doing it. Yeah. I don't know, but I didn't fight it. You did say Alexa skip a few times. Well, that's that's fair, yeah. 
There's not, not not every '90s country hit was an actual hit. True. Some of them, it's like, eh, we could do without this. Yeah, you should cut your mullet and stop calling yourself a country music star, sir, sir. Oh, mullets are coming back into style. I saw that. Yeah. I would grow nice. one, except I've got the backwards mullet. I've got business on top and party on the sides. It doesn't work as well that way. <laughs> uh, we had a sort of awesome team business meeting today. My assistant, Sarah, I listened to hers. Kick a little ass and take a few names. Not in a mean way, because it's no. sort of awesome. But she just was like, I'm taking care of business, y'all. That's awesome to, to see people like expanding into yes. what their thing is. That's right. That's right. Cool. I also have a lifestyle. You I'm have sorry. A lifestyle? You have all things. I've done literally nothing but research this episode. I know. I've lived no life. Well, you spent a lot of time on Jeep forms today, to be fair. Yes, I did. Okay. Jeep forms are a thing, you guys, and Kyle has. And there's multiple of them. Oh, yeah. He knows them all. Well, I myself listed a bunch of stuff on Facebook Marketplace, stuff that has been staring me in the eye, taunting me with its presence for genuinely months now. I finally listed some. One thing I listed for free, and it was gone in hours. It was a box of vintage clothes that I've been saving for years. I went through a long vintage stage before the twins were born, and then after that, I was kind of out of the, the stage. But I've been saving these vintage clothes, hoping that our daughters would one day also like a vintage aesthetic. They have rejected that. They prefer 90s retro garbage looks mm -hmm. instead of the genuine vintage pieces I've been collecting. So I put them on Facebook and I said, free for the taking, gone in hours. I listed some other things for actual cash money. They haven't sold yet, but I am hopeful we can get them moved out of the house. Either way, you you inadvertently participated in National Old Shit Day. I did! Oh, I totally did! That's right. I feel so redeemed. I, I feel so valued and so affirmed. Perfect. I have nothing. I have I have one thing. Um, yesterday, which as we record was Sunday, which is normally a feast day for us, we we did the. It was beyond charcuterie. Yeah. It was beyond the charcuterie to the on steroids. Yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. King Kong and Godzilla became friends and dined at our table. Yep. All the things, man. Um, delicious. One of the things that we did, which I will bring up. Because I think there's there's great value. Uh, it's it's most efficient, and I do love efficiency. You love it to cook a large amount of a thing, yeah, in anticipation of leftovers. Yeah, and then sometimes you run into the old conundrum of how do I make how do I make this leftover more? Yeah, than what it is. Well, we had a, a significant portion of leftover brisket. Yep. We ran it through the food processor, so it was basically to the consistency of hamburger. I want to make it clear, you know, one understanding of chopped beef at a your barbecue restaurant is chopped up brisket. Mm -hmm. This was beyond that. This was truly yeah. processed down yeah. into almost a, like a pate style. Yes, and it could have been consumed in that way. Yeah. But then you put it in the skillet and you crispied it yep. all up. We did a butter onion in the skillet, which is literally just an onion diced up in butter yep. until it does all of its translucence and yumminess. Mixed that in and then took a, a hint from Latino culture and threw in a little mayo, a little uh, sour. sour cream. Yeah. And then what else? I think can't remember. Oh, Parmesan. Yeah. It was and like a multicultural yeah, yeah. beef hat. It was all the things. Mixed yeah. it up, put that on toasted breads and crackers and things, uh, and yeah. it was a hit. I'll tell you what I did with it. I took some tortilla chips. I took that nasty nacho cheese from a can that you mix some Rotel tomatoes yeah. into. I, I would dip it. I dip my chip into that and then put a little of that chopped beef pate on there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was like brisket nachos. It was freaking delicious. You could have done that in a tortilla. You yes. could literally have just spread it on your forearms and licked them clean. It I was delicious. Happily. Yes. Which is one way of consuming food. Yes. We don't do it often. Anyway. Not often enough, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Is there anything else? I think we've covered a lot today. Happy in Texas Independence Day. Yes, there was something I've forgotten. It maybe I'll remember. Drink it a Lone later Star beer episode. Don't do that if you respect yourself. Um, in any event, have an awesome today. Would you? Please do. Bye bye. Bye.
You would have to be really confident to put a butt selfie on Instagram. I am that confident. I choose to be honored and revered for more than my buttocks. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.